calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Good day, good people. My name is Brad King, and this is the Downtown Riders Jam video podcast, which is part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Max the dog and I are coming to you from deep inside the remodeled jam bunker. He is under my feet right now. It is a lovely experience. Excited today because we have Phil Bound on the program and his book, Cows Can't Jump, which is a fantastic book name, uh, is out in Europe right now and it's coming to America at the end of April. And Phil is a fascinating person. Like he right now is a writer for the Wombles, which is a, a children's entertainment brand. But while he was studying creative writing in college, he was publishing short stories in literary magazines and anthologies in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Germany. And after he graduated, he spent time in Europe and the U.S. working a variety of volunteer jobs. Some we talked about, uh, like being a chef. Um, he did some repairs on a boat. Uh, he worked as a housekeeper in a lodge. And he also worked at a refugee camp. So he was basically just out exploring the world which I find fascinating. And we touch on a little bit. We're both from small towns and like something, you know, I get that his book cows can't jump is his debut novel. And he worked on that while he was managing a bar. So he is very much a writer's writer. Before we get to all that couple things we want to handle, as you know, the jam comes out every Wednesday. That's our hour long program. And it'd be great if you could tell your friends about us and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can pop over to Facebook and leave us a review there. You can head to the website, thewritersjam.com, and leave us a testimonial through the contact page. You can check out this video podcast series on the Solid Listen Podcast YouTube channel, or the audio always goes up on our channel. If you want to buy the books of anybody who's been on the program, while you're at the website, click on that bookshop link. While you do, you support local and independent bookstores across the country, and we get a little scratch back. Looking for a book to read? We got book reviews up on the site as well. We are fast and furiously writing them as we finish the books of people who've been on the program. So if you're looking for your next read, that's a good place to get it. While you're at the website, you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter. Get book recommendations, reviews, happy uh, podcast highlights, happenings around the web. We'll tell you when there's happy hours coming up and, and other sort of writer events. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on. 
And lastly, you can support everybody on the Solid Listen Network by clicking on that Patreon button for just a couple bucks a month. Get commercial-free episodes and bonus content from everybody. Now, I don't want to belabor this because I want to get to my interview with Phil, uh, but he's fantastic. Like, in, in talking to debut authors is always fun, and talking to debut authors who are from a small town is also fun because there's so much of that that I relate to, and I'm always happy to help people like that um, promote. And writers are typically very bad at that stuff. Like, we, that is just not a thing that we do well. So this interview is utterly charming. Phil is great. I absolutely cannot wait to pick up this book because it follows, as you listen to our discussion, it follows lots of things that I, questions that I have in the world about faith and small towns and where we derive meaning. Like all of that stuff is like everybody, I think like everybody, like many people, um, those questions sort of loom the older you get. You know, where does where I come from? How does where I come from impact me? Like, what do I put my faith in? What does faith give me? All of that kind of stuff. So the book sounds fantastic. And I think you're going to like this. And I really hope you'll go out and buy Phil's book. So thank you for stopping by the bunker to spend a little time with Max and I. I hope that your day is going well. I hope that you're taking care of yourself and each other. I hope that you are vaccinated and continuing to wear a mask. We have to knock this thing out and it's up to us take care of each other. But now I want you to sit back and enjoy my conversation with Phil. First of all, uh, I am always a sucker for titles and cows can't jump is a <laughs> fucking bizarre title. <laughs> yes, it is. Is that should... yours? Did you come up with yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I shouldn't have been allowed to actually go through with calling the book that. And I'm still <laughs> amazed that the publishing house kind of were okay with that. Um, the it should have probably been called chasing eva but that's so boring um and it also yeah. has a it also has a callback to chasing Ava. like you would hear that and immediately think of kevin smith in america exactly that's why i well that's one of the reasons i didn't go for that because it was kind of boring and yeah you just think of think of that um yeah cows can't jump just I just find it funny, to be honest. And like your reaction is exactly why I called the book that. Um, yeah. So for the 99% of people that go, what the fuck is this? Um, your reaction as the 1% is is so worth it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm almost 50 now. And anytime I try to go down the stairs, I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm like a cow. Like cows can go upstairs, but they can't go downstairs. And she's like, why do you say that? I'm like, because it's one of the most fascinating animal things in the whole world that they can go <laughs> because of their knees. So I saw the title and I was like, oh, yeah, like we have a weird cow thing. To me and <laughs> yes, that's the that's the funny thing. I mean, but the other thing is I've had a few like farmers pop up and kind of say actually cows can jump you don't know what you're talking about and i was like i know they can it's about this in the book it's about this swiss farmer whose cows are like mysteriously jumping off a cliff they're all like falling off a cliff in the alps um so that's another problem with the title which i again i quite enjoy it winding up farmers um <laughs> <laughs> which is not actually what the book's about not at all. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like ten percent of it. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, I'm like, this is not a this is not a book about murder suicide with cows. <laughs> See why I shouldn't have been allowed to be calling the book that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's sort of one of the great things about being the a writer, though. You know, I've I interviewed a bunch of, you know, about 150 people on a show so far. And like the weird things that you latch on to are like that, like that kicks off whatever story happens, right? Like it can be something as silly. Cause I'm assuming part of the reason you've called it that is that was something that helped you kick off telling and writing about this story. You're exactly right. That was. That was the starting point. Yeah, I read a news story about a, uh, a farm in Switzerland where cows were falling off a cliff. And I thought, oh, I really want to just write about the, the farmer and him taking it really personally. Um, <laughs> so that's where it all started. Yeah. Um, and where does it end? Because the book is not like I said, the book is not that. And we should let people know what the book is. Yeah, it's not that at all. That's um, kind of like a vignette. One of the one of the parts of the book um, it basically features a European journey and Christoph is the farmer that, that the protagonist meets. Um, and yeah, he, he meets the cows and he helps give birth to a little calf. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's not, a, it's not really about cows at all. Um, it is about, and like you said about cows not being able to walk upstairs, which is interesting. There are lots of kind of like recurring myths i guess or like urban myths that that go through the book so it's about lots of things but it's essentially it's a coming of age story about a young british guy who's a grave digger and he goes out to europe to chase his like lost love eva um and he meets lots of kind of quirky characters along the way including christoph the farmer whose cows are mysteriously killing themselves and he takes it very badly um <laughs> that's the gist so, of it. what so i'm always fascinated by how writers come up with stories what so it the kickoff was the cow thing like reading this thing and then what was it that you were trying to explore because clearly there's a question or something that like leads you to like who this character is and what he's doing and why he's doing it contained herein are the heresies of radolf burntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So, like, what yeah. was that for you? So, for me, it, fun, strangely enough, it, it all comes back to faith, um, which is strange because I'm not a religious person at all. Um, but so the, the cow story was originally a short story uh, that grew into the sort of midpoint of the, of the book. Centers on Christoph, who's this paranoid farmer who's taken his uh, suicidal cow problem very seriously. And as a result of that, he kind of turns towards religion and starts praying and, you know, praying for his cows and, and sleeping in the pen with them and stuff like that. So um that was kind of the starting point. And then I thought, oh, it'd be cool if my protagonist was a grave digger and he's stuck in his ways and trying to escape to a better life in, in Europe or something like, you know, it was still very early seed idea. Um, but yeah, the, 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 one of the central ideas was kind of faith and where people put their faith and why they believe in certain things that, uh, sorry, that was my uh, laptop, uh, why they believe in certain things that, you know, almost, 
aren't going to save them at all. Uh. <laughs> that's the, you know, it's one of the great things about writing and why I love talking to writers so much is that books are never about the thing they're about. Like it's, it's why I do this show. Cause I'm like, well, it's usually some question or something happens or you just want to explore this idea and how it gets explored may be completely weird. And like, you may have cows going all cliffs, but like it is built into this fundamental question of like, what is faith? Like, what does it mean to have that? And what, you know, who gets, I'm assuming, having not read the book, that it's also like what faith is real, what faith isn't. Like, are they all real? Are they none of them real? Like, does it matter if they're real, if it works for you? Exactly. Yeah. And Did the different time. Did I nail the book? Yeah. You, yeah. you can, I mean, you haven't read it and you've <laughs> absolutely nailed it better than I could have explained it. I've written the bloody thing. So. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And there's also things that, recurring things like gambling, which I see as a kind of mode of faith that people. Yeah have faith in, in a bet effectively that, you know, definitely won't save them most of the time. Right. Um, yeah. So that's another strong theme. And that kind of ties in through the book. Um, the Where do you think that came from? Like in terms of that question, like why do you think that's one that you wanted to explore? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I think, um, I think a lot of it did come from seeing people gambling and seeing people believing in things that I was like, that's not going to save you. That's not going to, you know, but also kind of seeing things, seeing those things help people. Um, even though, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not <laughs> you know, gambling. Yeah. It's not helping you um, stop doing it. So <laughs> um, I couldn't, it's so hard to put a finger on why. Yeah. But um it was well, just something that kept coming back. So yeah. in your life, you have homework. You're gonna. I want you to think about why that <laughs> kept coming back to you. <laughs> Not because I'm a gambling addict, I yeah. promise. But it is. I mean, like, I think you know, getting older. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this last night. Like, suddenly, like five years ago, I just started weeping uncontrollably. It was like I reached a point in my life where I could no longer, you know, bury down emotions, and they were all just coming out. And I am also not a person of faith, but I grew up around people that were and I was in church and stuff growing up. And I find it fascinating that people find comfort in it because it confuses me that that is a comforting thing that people have. And yet people that I love find a great deal of comfort and compassion in it. Yeah. Um, and so that exploration for me is always really fascinating is like, what is it that you think you need or what do you get from that that I don't understand? Yeah, that's kind of how I saw it. I was, you know, and in, in the book, it's done in a kind of lighthearted way, but it's also, there's a story that ties into Christoph, who's the, the main religious character, I guess, in the book, um, in that his wife has been effectively lying to him for a long time about uh, about an incident that happened to her, and and she's convinced Christoph that she was protected by faith. Um so again, it's that comfort blanket and kind of exploring the the deception and the I don't know. There's there's lots of there's lots going on. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's one of the things that's interesting is that uh, I interviewed a long time ago. I interviewed a writer named Sarah Layden, and her first book, Trip to Your Wires, is all about the ways in which her main character lies to herself. And oh, yeah. doesn't realize that she's lying to herself. And then sometimes does, but like then just sort of it just 
becomes this thing where it's like, what is true and what isn't? And again, like the older I get, the more I'm like, I know things exist. Like I know science is real. I, I know that there are tangible things, but then there are these other things that I'm like, I don't think I have the capacity to understand that, you know? <laughs> and like, if, if somebody needs to tell themselves what I would deem a lie, but to which they think is real and it brings them happiness and comfort, I'm sort of like, yeah, good. You know, like, exactly, exactly. A hundred percent. And that's kind of where the conclusion in the book is, well, he's not saving his cows by sleeping in the, in the pen with them and praying for them every night, but they eventually do stop jumping off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. And we were assuming the correlation and causation, unless you're exactly. a scientist is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Make a distinction between those two. And they're like, fuck it. That's I'm saving cows. Like good. For you. Like, good for that would have been a better name for the book. Yeah. Saving cows. Well, now we got this thing. So next time you can run some stuff by me and we'll be, we'll, we'll workshop the cow series. Cause I'm expecting now all your books to be like the Cornetto trilogy. I expect there to be jumping cows in every book you do. I mean, it sounds quite limiting. <laughs> but, I, but limits are what make creativity. Right? Yeah, well, that's now true. You gotta, now you got to write around the cows. <laughs> So the other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick, which is not book related, which is um, you have sort of had an interesting life traveling around and like you've traveled quite a bit and you've done some weird, odd jobs in your life. I love odd jobs. Yeah, yeah I have. Um, yeah, I've done all kinds of things. I've, I've been a gardener, uh, a chef, a... I haven't been a grave digger like my protagonist, thankfully. But uh, yeah, I've done lots of different things. Um, I spent some time volunteering in Calais um, at the refugee camp there. And yeah, loads of different things. What leads you to that? Like what, like what is it that makes you want to get out of where you're at? And like, because that was a very short list of things that I have in the bio and I don't really do the bio read, but I'm like, you have sort of been all over the place doing a wide variety of things, everything from ref refugee camps to Jeff, which is, those are not related things. <laughs> no, they're certainly not. Um, do you know what? I don't know what exactly, I think it's partly coming from a small town and feeling kind of suffocated and like limited. Um, yeah. How big was your town? Uh, probably about 25,000 people. Yeah, I had about five in mind. That's a small town. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's probably, I think it's probably coming, stems from there. Um, just wanting to get out yeah. and, and see what else is out there. Um, How much do you think, again, traveling around and seeing, I mean, a variety of people, right? Like a, a, a wide swath of the kind of people that are on this planet how much of that do you think fed into like seeing the way in which faith was a thing for all of these different people in their different places and like that was what was percolating in your head like what is this thing yeah yeah that could be it <laughs> you've you've worked is this am i am i on are you on the clock for this is this like a therapy session um that's a really interesting point that probably is a factor yeah that definitely plays into it meeting people from all kinds of different backgrounds and um, from all across the world. Yeah, you definitely see different perspectives on on everything and faith 
is one of those universal themes that uh, yeah. everyone has to take on. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of the great things about, you know, that I've traveled all over the place is that in one of the premises of the show is that writers are always trying to work things out. And I think if you're like us and you're from a small place where it's very homogenous, when you leave, everything is so fascinating because it's so different than what you've seen. that it's like, for me, I could just sit and have somebody unpack their life for days and be fascinated because I'm like, that's so different than what I grew up with. But that's real to you. And like my thing seems equally weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that, like 5,000 people like, how the fuck did you do that? I'm like, I didn't know. That is, small. that is really small. Um, but I know exactly what you mean. I mean, as soon as I kind of got out, when I was like 18, 19, I was like, my God. And I went to a slightly larger town and it was still like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think if you're a naturally curious person, it's hard to turn that off. Once you do it a little bit, then you're just like, well, what else is out there that I don't even know about? Exactly. Yeah. When I go back, I kind of get that feeling of being trapped or hated yeah. again. It's strange. As much as I love it back home, it's, you know, you you want to go and see something different, something new and, and meet different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know when I go back to my hometown, I still see everybody. And like after a day or two, I'm like, I love them. I love that place. Like it'll always be my home, but it's not, it, I can't, I can't be there very long. Like I have yeah. to go back out because you sort of slide into these old things that when you're in a small town, like you just are this thing and that's what you are forever. That's, Ties in quite nicely to the book, actually. <laughs> I'm very good at this thing. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, the main character is a grave digger at the start. He goes on his big European journey and then he comes back. And although some things have changed, he slides back into that lifestyle of uh, repetition and, and digging graves. I've given the book away if anyone actually wanted to read it, which is a shame. <laughs> no, I think it's good. Like, I enjoy that because it's what makes me want to read books are always because that's just the summary, right? Like, yeah, the sort of things along the way are what the story is. Um, and I am always fascinated by the question. Like, that's what makes me read a book. The question that an author has and the sort of view that they're coming at it from. And, you know, I, I, I don't believe that authors like, like you're a character in the book, like, but obviously experiences that you had growing up in a small town flavor that, but like, that's a big difference between like, which character are you? It's like, well, I'm not any of the yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be the cow is what I'm trying not to do. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I do. People do ask that a lot. And I'm just like, ah, oh. it's not right. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously every character is, is uh, you or me to some extent. Um, but yeah, like you say, I'm not any fucking character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's, it, it, and that's why I think giving away stuff isn't always a bad thing because it really is like, what is the journey I'm about to go on? And this is a, this is, I mean, it's not just the coming of age, which takes, that could be anything, right? Like it yeah. really is an exploration of faith and small towns and like meaning and stuff. Yeah. God, you've nailed it. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's good to have old people around. <laughs> You're not old. So, uh, I mean, I don't feel that way. My back disagrees with you sometimes. <laughs> Your day of gardening is like, I don't want any of this. So Cows Can't Jump is out. It's out in Europe now, right? But it's coming out in America in like a week, in like May 1st or something like that? Uh, April 29, which oh, is in a so few like, days. Yeah, so... 
it'll be out by the time this is out. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, I know it was your debut, so that sucks because it happened in the pandemic. What are yeah. you doing once lockdown is over? This is how we're going to end. What are you doing to celebrate this? Because oh, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't get a chance to really have a book party or anything like that. So what nothing. are you planning to celebrate I, your book? I'm coming out to you for a few beers, I think, in <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can make that happen. If you like dogs, I got beer in the house and a dog in the backyard. Like I'd be there, mate, honestly. Yeah. Um, as soon as flights are open, yeah, I'm there. No, but uh, in terms of locally, it's a good question. I don't have anything planned uh, yet, but I, I will. I'll plan like a big pub crawl or something. Dude, <laughs> Dude I have told every debut novelist and, and author who's gone through this, it's it takes a lifetime to write your first book, right? Like yeah. it takes your whole life to write it. And I know there was a pandemic and that sucked, but like, it's also worth celebrating because writers never celebrate their own stuff, mm. right? Like there's a natural inclination to be like, well, that's finished and done with. No, it's Yeah, not. that's me. That's yeah. me. Yeah, it's, it's all of you people. It's all of you. It's all of you. <laughs> so uh, make sure that you plan something because it's a big accomplishment to do that. And, you know, as you know, how many drafts did you do with the book? Oh like, God, I don't even know. Right. Oh. So have a fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was the push I needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care how many. It was more than one, and that deserves a celebration. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. So <laughs> Cows Can't Jump is out now in Europe. It will be out in America uh when everybody's listening to this. I can't wait to read it. It sounds like a really fun and fascinating book, which is I think not always easy to do. <laughs> to be both fun and funny and thoughtful let's hope yeah yeah thank you. <laughs> well thank you have a great day and i hope we can do this again soon thank you you too that was phil bound and his book cows can't jump is out in europe right now and it comes out in america at the end of april that was fantastic uh i really hope that he and i get to have a beer together someday soon because i think that will equally be fantastic before we get out of here, just a couple of reminders. If you like what you heard us do, do us those two favors I talked about at the top of the show. First, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And second, tell your friends about us. While we're at it, don't forget to check out the other programs on the Solid Listen Podcast Network, including the flagship Mother May I Sleep With Podcast with host and our Solid Listen Podcast queen, Molly MacLear. Don't forget, we got video podcasts coming out on the Solid Listen Network YouTube channel. As often as we record them, we have a bunch coming out in the next few weeks. You can also catch the audio version right here on this podcast channel. The Jam is now out every Wednesday, so make sure you get yourself subscribed so you don't miss any of our episodes. And remember, you can always catch us on Twitter and Instagram at The Writer's Jam. Until the next time, I will see you around the internet. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.